those who know me know that I've longed for the day when I'd write my first book. That time has arrived. Ever since I wrote that letter to my mother I referenced in my Facing Adversity episode, I've never been the same. I was inspired to write this book after attending a business conference in Las Vegas. It was a three-day event, 9,000 people. Our lives would never be the same. 23 speakers from all different backgrounds. E-commerce, real estate, athletic training, science, business coaching, you name it. We're set to take the stage. As I looked around at all of the people who were at this conference, I could feel the rush, the hope that this conference was going to be the spark I needed and we all needed to pursue our dreams, to pursue my dreams. The arena was filled with hardworking, knowledgeable, fearless people who had already started their business or were on the verge of doing so while I had just started a podcast with no intro and recorded my episodes out of the blue through my phone. Some people in that arena were making upwards of $100,000 a day. $100,000 a day. The thought of me being in the same room as them was the first initial shock. I could tell that everyone wanted to do more and were eager to learn how to fill in the voids that were present in their business. The arena had a premier VIP section, the first five rows on the floor, front and center, where the cost per ticket was $15,000 per seat. Three days, $15,000. Those people felt so out of reach to me. I remember asking myself, why them and not me? I was sitting up in the stands and as day one of the conference kicked off, I was instantly hooked. Now my fiance calls me a sucker for the upsell, but this was different. It wasn't just the information being given, but the platform of how to implement and what are the steps to implement that left me in awe. People everywhere were loud, vibrant, passionate, excited for each of the speakers and their stories of successes and failures. As I looked around, Watching everyone celebrate, I realized there was not a person in that arena who didn't want to be on that stage one day. Being around people who want to be better automatically opens your mind to being better and doing more. I went to my hotel room that night after day one of the conference and was super pumped, inspired. My mind kept racing, thinking of what it is I wanted to launch, how am I going to go about it, and where am I going to start? I knew I wanted to do more with the podcast, but also wanted to create a lasting impression on people in a more direct way. How would I do it? I started to brainstorm and I said to myself, boom, I got it. I'm going to write a book and document my journey on becoming a business coach. Welcome to episode 29 of the All In Podcast, where you get your advice matters. You see, for this to work, you need to start being extremely selective on where you get your, infor- your information and advice and from who. Tell someone you're reading a book about how to start your own coaching business and that you'll create financial freedom from doing so. Many will tell you, don't always believe what you read. It's impossible. Test it out right now. Text a few friends. Talk to your parents. Go deep into your network. And I guarantee at least one person will tell you, Really? Coaching? What makes you worthy of being a business coach anyway? Don't you need like a certificate or something? The only person who will become financially free is the guy who wrote the damn book. 
You see, part of the problem is that most advice on business is coming from people who haven't launched or run their own business. They have no idea where to even start or look. They have already given up on the idea of being in business without ever even trying to be in business. Most of the advice we get about business and our careers from people close to us who either do not run their own business, have a J-O-B, just over broke, a job, over a career, or have given up on the idea of creating a business. Hell, some of the people we get advice from have never even thought about creating their own business. You must look past the advice from get-rich-quick programs, the subpar advice from family, if there is, and much more. Look beyond the white noise about starting your own coaching business, and you'll discover a select group of people who are on the same path as you. Looking to create a meaningful platform that inspires people to create their, their own coaching businesses, whether it's a life coach, a small business coach, an e-commerce coach, a fitness coach, public speaking, motivational coach, social media coaches, and more. I'm talking to that 1% that feels enough is enough and is demanding action or has already taken action. That group of people who are tired of leading a mundane life and want to share their passion, their talents, and build their legacy. Yes, I'm talking to you. Never take advice from a quitter, a hater, a pretender. There are many haters out there who will not believe you will succeed. Most people early on in their life get advice from observing their surroundings. You become a product of your environment and adopt the philosophies instilled from those closest to you. At no fault of your own. I grew up in a low middle class household, a 2-2 townhouse with my mother and father. My mother worked as a funeral home director helping families in need with their loved ones who had passed while my father worked as a courier at a funeral home, driving from hospital to hospital, getting signatures from the doctors whose patients had passed for their death certificates. Raising a funeral home family can seem quite depressing, right? At least you'd think so. But not at all. I actually grew up in a very loving household. Both parents prioritized me and gave me all the love, all the support that they could. But one thing was fully missing. Our finances weren't 100% there. We were good enough to get by and have one vacation a year, which was better than most. My mother worked very hard to create a sustainable life for our family. Well, my dad never graduated to high school and was just happy to leave Cuba and start a new life. Both my parents were brought up poor. My grandmother on my mother's side had a second grade education and couldn't read. Probably similar to most of you. She could hardly even write. My mother made it into the low middle class with her commitment to learning. But life happens to everyone. Without knowledge of financial aid, my mother made the decision to let go of her dream of becoming a doctor. Although... She'll tell you that her actual real dream was becoming a singer, but she claims that her profession was to become a doctor and settled for helping others in a different way. My parents were the typical family who saved money to go on that annual vacation, but that was it. Outside of one investment in land that my mother made many years ago, there was a lack of knowledge on how to create wealth. When my grandmother passed and my parents divorced, my mother took on a very heavy burden. Her love of 18 years and an income of 25000 ended. Her biggest source of support, gone. And her 11-year-old boy was off to a new school. All within 90 days of each other. My mother was scared and even overwhelmed. 
every day she was playing defense to figure out how to make ends meet. And even then, I loved her for it. I knew she was trying to do her best. But it came out of struggle. I felt powerless, even at 11. I knew deep down my mother was struggling and I couldn't help her. Financially. My mother's mantras were, money in the wrong hands can be evil. Turn off the lights if you're not using them. Save everything. Be grateful to have a roof over your head. By the time I was a teenager, I was exhausted watching my mother continue to do her very best, but only having enough to get by while other kids drove to school in their nice cars or had that single family home with a lake or a pool in the backyard. I wanted that for my own. And knew then that one day I'd have that all for myself and more. I reaffirmed my commitment to my mother about being financially free one day so that she didn't have to worry about money. And when it happened, I'd help a lot of people do the same. My mother saw my ambition since day one and always encouraged me to dream big, dream bigger than big. I was grateful for her guidance, but always wanted more for us. I knew there was more to life than what we were living. And as a result, I had committed then and still commit now that for the rest of my life, I will commit to helping coach people and help others create their platform to impact lives around the world. Be prepared to be criticized beyond belief when you take a leap of faith as such. Entrepreneurship is lonely. I've been after it for about two months and it's very, very lonely. People's perception on life is their reality. Tell people your big goals and dreams and they'll think you're crazy. Build a seven, eight, nine figure business and society will label you a greedy bastard. Tell people you are poor and people will show you empathy, but tell them you're rich and they'll despise you. People struggle to relate and show appreciation for the unknown. Many cannot relate because of their fear to embrace the unknown. Their incapability to grow comfortable with the uncomfortable. Too many times we're told to play it safe. Why is that? Because those who tell us fear the unknown. Everything we've ever wanted in life sits on the other side of fear. The truth about building a business shouldn't be feared. It should be your kryptonite, your battle cry. It should light you up. Creating a profitable business is not only possible, but vital to help those you love. We live on an economic planet. Every day, every one of us is faced with financial decisions, from paying our bills to groceries, taking care of our kids, for those who have, handling unexpected setbacks and more. The entire subject of money is misunderstood. What is money? Who decides what it's worth? Where does it come from? What is considered financial freedom? When do I invest? How? Well, starting my own business, providing me with the money I want. Most people don't even know how much taxes they pay. Most people have more money saved in their allowance accounts as kids than when they get out of college with $40,000 in debt. Now answer this question for me. How can a kid who knows nothing about money have more money than an adult with a degree? Most of us have incorrect knowledge about business and money from our own upbringing. Remember, you become a product of your environment and at no fault of your own. When you are brought up poor, you inherit poor beliefs. 
You're stuck with their ideas. The concept of creating a business is not nearly as complicated as the colleges and universities have made it out to be. We're not taught personal finances in schools, colleges, universities to the level that serves us benefit. Money, economics, and creating financial freedom has a a framework that can be followed by everyone. For example, I'm sure you've you've heard the saying, money doesn't make you happy. Most people who say that never had enough money to know whether it actually would or wouldn't make them happy. People justify money and try to make sense of their current condition in life as a result. It's important for you to understand that money will not make you happy, nor will it make you unhappy. Money is part of business, but should not be the main reason why you go into business. Reason why? Success in business is not guaranteed and the statistics are there to prove it. If you do not go into business in an area you're not 150% obsessed with, you'll struggle to succeed. Building a business is two parts mental and one part mechanical. You have to get the mental part first. And what I mean by that is you have to lose your mind first. All the beliefs you grew up with, all the people who thought small and didn't see the possibility of building a business from the ground up, That toxic way of thinking, dead, instantly, let it go. Being in business is a game of offense, not defense, like how I was raised. Taking risks today is the way to eliminate the risk of leading a stagnant life. To build your business, to build a business, you must first learn to be on offense most of the time and not on defense. To win at the game of business, you have to be on the field as an offensive player first. Later, once you're ahead of the game in business, then you can play some defense. You can't stay on defense and spectate. There needs to be a strategy. There's no better era to build a business in America than it is today. Right now, fun fact, America has over 500,000 new business openings up each month. But more employer businesses shut down than start up each month. Holy shit. So 500,000 businesses open up per month, but over 500,000 businesses shut down at the same time during the same time. Why is that? Is it overfunding up front without a clear vision? Is it couldn't sustain the level of debt incurred without even generating a sale? Thinking that money is the main reason why to go into business but grew dull in the thought of all the struggles building a business brings? There could be many reasons. It's important to lay those out, to lay out that foundation and get clear on your purpose. I've mentioned it before. Get clear on your purpose. Before you start investing thousands and thousands of dollars into a business, you have no idea of what you're doing. The main reason companies fail is lack of sales. Plain and simple. They don't focus enough on offense and go immediately into defense. Oh, wait, we're spending too much on advertising. It's not generated in the volume and quality of leads we projected. You should have been on offense first, my friend. Sell, sell, sell. You can't sell enough. You should sell so much that you struggle to keep up with the demand from how much you're selling. Commit to action first and figure the rest out later. And the action I speak of is one word. Sales. 100% of your focus at the beginning of building a business should be on offense. Now, many of you may think and say, well, Eddie, got a little problem here. I'm not a salesperson. My response to you will be, what's something you're most passionate about and why? 
you'll give me that response and I'll come back to you and say, well, damn, you sold me there. Lose your mind. Limiting beliefs do not serve well with building a business from the ground up. You have to work. You have to learn and get better constantly every single day. Surround yourself with people who have similar ambitions as you do. And you'll start to see progress. Are you ready to take the first step and build your coaching business? Coaches have played a major part of my success in building a coaching business. What better way to learn from those who have already done what you're starting to do and have seen success in a space you are looking to build in? I have a business coach, a peak performance coach, a personal fitness nutrition coach who are both the same person and a social media coach. All my coaches are exceptional at what they do. Proven within their space and have added more value than the investment to take part in their program 10 times over. When you take interest in building a business, you must ask yourself why. But in the process, you will then ask yourself how. The how will lead to your first take on offense. Now, 99.9% of the time, it will not be perfect. But you've taken action. You're on offense. That's what matters. For those of you who have already started their coaching business and are looking to build, how does it feel when your purpose is tied to what you do and you take action? Amazing, right? To feel aligned with your talent and your purpose? Surreal even, I'm sure. Having a coach by your side is more important than their title. They are your support system, your accountability partner. They keep you motivated when the motivating juice runs out. What's going to sustain you? You're confident in that they are bought in to your success. Because they're growing alongside with you. And that, my friends, that's priceless. So always, always, always push yourself to remember where you get your advice matters. If you don't quit, you'll win. It's time to go all in.